Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Hey folks, welcome back to the show. We have a great episode for you today. We're talking to Christopher Shade from Quicksilver Scientific, and we're talking about the BioAge Reset Program, which I did myself in the spring and we'll get to talk about. But before we jump into the episode, a little bit of housekeeping as usual. Number one, I want to remind you guys about my private membership community on Mighty Networks and my upcoming Longevity and Resilience Women's Retreat in the Dominican Republic from November 1st to 6th. We still have just a couple of spots left there. If you want to learn more about either of those, go to natnidham.com. You'll find a tab at the top, one that says Retreats and one that says BSP Community. Aside from that, I just want to thank you for being here and remind you to make sure to leave us a review if you enjoy the podcast and to share it with your network and your friends because that's how we reach more people. All right. Enough with housekeeping. Next is I want to thank our first sponsor, who is RestoraCell. And some of you may notice that, and friends have noticed, that my skin's been looking better than ever lately. And I got to give credit to Vitali RestoraCell for that. Or their revolutionary skincare products feature copper peptides called GHKCU, one of my favorite. This tiny protein fragment works wonders for the skin, effortlessly penetrating the dermis to maintain a healthy and youthful appearance. These expertly formulated products are designed to boost collagen production, effectively reducing the visibility of fine lines and wrinkles while enhancing skin elasticity. And the best part, the star ingredient, copper peptide, actually battles oxidative damage, a key factor in the aging process. So if you wanna try this stuff for yourself, you've gotta head over to vitaliskincare.com. So that's V-I-T-A-L-I skincare.com and use my code NAT25 to save big on your order. All right. Now let's talk a little bit more about the podcast. Can you just imagine a world where you're not bound by the inevitability of aging? And these days, it seems that those there's this never ending pursuit of, it seems, immortality. But as we all know, it's important to question the quality of life that extended lifespans might offer. The secret to a longer, happier life may not solely lie in age-reversing technologies and biohacking techniques, but rather in our experiences and connections with the world. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Christopher Shade, who I've met a number of times, and he's not only is he super smart, but he's actually a super fun guy. But today we're diving into the realm of biohacking self-care and the prospects of reversing and embracing aging. From nutrition and detoxification to stem cells and peptides, we discuss the plethora of tools at our disposal to reverse that aging process. We also cover the practical implications of integrating one's consciousness into a machine and why self-care and taking responsibility for emotional health is essential. Gotta tell you, Dr. Christopher Shade, PhD, founder and CEO of Quicksilver Scientific. He specializes in the biological, environmental, and analytical chemistry of mercury in all its forms and their interactions with sulfur compounds, particularly glutathione and its enzyme system. Dr. Shade is regularly sought out to speak as an educator on the topics of mercury, environmental toxicities, neuroinflammation, immune dysregulation, and the human detoxification system in the United States, as well as internationally. He's helped corporate executives, professional athletes, celebrities, children with autism, patients with chronic immune disorders, and so much more. He strives to evolve the way the medical industry delivers care, and he is perpetually broadening the way the world understands health. He is a consummate educator. Now, if you want to get your hands on some of the Quicksilver products that we talk about today, you can go to quicksilverscientific.com and use code NAT, and that will save you 10% off your purchase. All right, we have one more sponsor to thank before we jump into the episode. Let's talk about salt. Did you know that salt can actually be really good for you? Yep, you heard that correctly. Contrary to popular belief, most of us should probably be increasing our salt intake. And that's exactly why element electrolytes have become a part of my daily routine. For optimal health, you need to aim for a baseline of four to six grams of sodium daily. Element has carefully curated a dose of electrolytes backed by scientific research to provide you with optimal results. 
with 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, and no sugar, Element offers a bold yet simple formula that goes way beyond FDA recommendations. Electrolytes are often associated with enhancing physical performance and replenishing the body after intense workouts. However, their benefits extend far beyond that. Electrolytes also play a vital role in regulating appetite, promoting healthy digestion, and supporting numerous other bodily processes. When electrolyte levels are deficient or imbalanced, symptoms like headaches, cramps, fatigue, and weakness can occur. That's why it's time to give Element a try. You can receive a free Element sample pack with any order only when you order through drinklmnt.com forward slash nat. You'll get eight free single serves with any order to try their amazing different flavors. Again, that's drinklmnt.com forward slash nat. And now let's just jump into the episode. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that all of the information presented in this podcast is for information purposes only. No medical advice, no diagnosing, no treatments suggested here. Before you try anything that you hear about or learn about here, make sure that you check with your medical provider. Chris Shea, welcome to the podcast. It's a super duper pleasure to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Natalie. Super happy to be here. Again. Yeah, I can't believe I just said super duper on my podcast. That's ridiculous. Well, that shows that you are in the joy element. <laughs> so we are gathered here today. There are so many things, so many rabbit holes we could dive down, Mr. Shade. I want to talk about aging. I just, I, that's that's kind of the thing. I think it's this whole world of, you know, I think that humanity has been obsessed with not dying since the beginning of time. Like we never want to leave the party. Right. And for any number of reasons. Oh, yeah. Alchemy has gone, you know, right through all, way, 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 way back. And it's always had two things. These people who want to live forever and these people who want to be enlightened. Yeah. And where do they meet up? You know, my first question to you is your thoughts on how to what degree do you think we can reverse and stop aging? You know, because I think everybody's on this anti-aging. I want to reverse yeah. my age. I want to. You know, and then we look and we say, oh, well, look at these people in Sardinia and wherever, like they live to 120 or 130. And isn't that awesome? And and sometimes it is awesome. Sometimes these people look pretty good for someone who's been around for that long. But sometimes I'm like, why do I want to do that? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I remember being at uh, Bulletproof and I'm in the, you know, I'm in the media room getting interviewed here. Dave Asprey's getting interviewed over there. And he's saying very smugly, I'm going to live to 180. We have proven that we can do that. And I'm like, yeah, who proved that? Like, because I don't see that happening anywhere. (laughs) No, I mean, it's about your health span. Like, if I can take this animal and run like I do now, which is with a lot of vive and verve and gusto, if I could run that into like 80 and then have, you know, 20 years of being a wise man and then check out, that's, that's just fantastic. And so reversing, like, you know, maybe you can reverse your biological age that's, you know, overly expanded, but how much are you going to phenotypically change things? You can start looking better. There's a lot that we can do, but I think we've become over-obsessed. You know, we have like chat GPT writing essays for us. We're like, well, then these nanobots got to go in and they got to like reform us and everything. And it's just the technology is allowing us to have a conversation that wasn't really there. And it's letting our root chakra fear of death take over. You know, if you're in more mystical, I've always been part of mystical traditions where we do believe in in multiple lifetimes. And like, why do I want to hold this animal for 200 years? You know, I mean, it doesn't need to be done. Yeah. Somebody was saying to me not that long ago and talking about the AI and this whole transhumanist thing, you know, where you're yeah. you're moving your consciousness into a machine. And so now you can live like 250, 300 years. And, you know, if you really think about that, really? Why? <laughs> Why? And, Why? And who are you going to hang out with? And where's the fun going to be kind of thing? Because, yeah, I mean, isn't 
you, you brought up that you wanted to talk about the joy of it. Yeah. Where's if you're just like inside a computer and thinking about stuff and running programs and trying to solve problems, is that really where the joy comes? You know, the joy for me comes in the interaction. You know, I love time with people, parties, talking, intimacy, all the, the bliss and the joy that bubbles up from that. And that is unique to this body and the, these neurons and, and how this and the receptors and the sense of taste and touch and all those different things. And so you're just trying to solve some part of your brain and you know, save some part of your brain in a machine. I just don't see that that's going to work. Yeah, well, I think it 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 dismisses the essence of being human. Yeah, you know, the essence of humanity is exactly what you're talking about. It's it's the joy of connection. It's the sensual experiences, yes. of walking on a beach, feeling the wind, swimming in the ocean, being with friends and family yes. or a partner or whatever the case may be. Yes. So, I've been thinking about this because every day you open up your computer and there's somebody, there's another article about another. And and I mean, it truly is spectacular, the regenerative techniques that are coming out right now, particularly for people who are sick, people who are broken, like the idea of taking someone with with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, right? Where these people can't make collagen properly. It it stands in a host of issues. And thinking that maybe we can we can target that genetic sequence that prevents them from prevents their bodies from making what it needs and reprogram that and fix them. Yeah. That is super cool. Yeah. Right. No, it is. And it, it eventually, you know, you go down this looking at it and there's like, well, where do you stop and stuff? And and like we were talking about sensual experience and uh experiences of love and this joie de vivre, and where does that where do you break that and you start needing more and you start getting addicty about the stuff that you have? You know, it's like sex is beautiful, but then when you just, you're not getting anything from it. Money can buy beautiful things, but when does it get to your not getting any more happiness and you keep chasing these different things? And you see that in this regenerative anti-aging space. I mean, isn't that, that there's that guy who's spending millions of dollars, you know, trying to get every week of biological age back a little bit yeah and at what point then does the body the brain in your autonomic shift from health being a parasympathetic rest digest repair detox regenerate where does that become fight or flight like oh i gotta do this i gotta do this i gotta do this and that is you know one of the sort of biohacking dangers is like thinking you're not keeping up with your routine yeah yeah well the regimen Right. The, the regimen. I have to do all these things, all these things. And I have to take all these supplements and then, yep. you know, and I can only eat these things and I can't drink those things. And yeah. and, and you get to a point and, and I have to meditate, close eyes, hands on knees. <laughs> and it all becomes so <laughs> anti-Daoist. And one of my one of my friends, she was a, she was a great CEO and, you know, she was beautiful and she loved to look calm. Uh, but I knew she was just like Jack all the time. And, uh, you know, I was helping her deal with some stuff. And I said, well, you need to be more parasympathetic. She goes, I upregulate parasympathetic several times a day. <laughs> and I said, did you just hear yourself? And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When being in a parasympathetic state becomes an action. Yeah. Which is ultimately <laughs> contradictory to the whole point. Anti-Taoist. Yeah. So, you know, moving past the obsessiveness of this of, of yes. the times that we're in and trying to find a middle ground, right? And what you said earlier was so interesting. And I think that, that it's interesting. You know, I think the perspective changes as you move through the decades. So I think we we are in a similar age range. And so we see things a little bit differently than a lot of our compatriots in the biohacking space who are in their thirties, let's say. And, you know, aging is always, it always looks different depending on which side of age you're on. Right. (laughs) But definitely for, for us, as we think about, you know, and I talk about reversing biological age and I talk about, you know, I use my bioregulators and I use different things to, to, do that. But what I'm thinking when I'm doing this stuff is where do, where can I find the lines where I can still live and do and 
and and exist and and live out this life so that I'm 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 moving towards health span. And and actually I I spoke to the director of the the nutrition school that I attended many, many years ago when I got into this field. And she said to me, when I said biohacking, her eyes got really big. And she's like, well, what do you mean by that exactly? <laughs> like, what does that mean? And I said, it means, all it means is being willing to look at what we do and how we do it, seeing if we can do it better and weave it into a, a beautiful life that we want to live, right? And now the funny thing is, Asprey obviously co-opted this from some transhumanists. I had a new uh, quality, head of quality come in and she come from Switzerland. She was, uh, she's not Swiss, but she was at a homeopathic company. And so we start talking about biohacking. She starts looking up. She's like, we can't talk about that online. And she, it was like people implanting chips into them and, you know, becoming semi-bionic and stuff like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. How'd you even find that? But I guess it's out there. Yeah, so that was sure. what it was to some people. And so we're talking about the softer edges of biohacking. We're yeah. talking about, you know, having an impact, a positive impact on our biology and eventually even our mindset and our spirituality so that we can live today with joy and ease yeah. and continue that for as long as possible. Yes. I think that, you know, that is a common goal. And maybe try to get along with all the other people a little better than we are. Oh, I, I like that. So it's sort of, you know, by how is this sort of codification of here's how you should deal with the animal. Like here's stuff for proper nutrition. Here's stuff for detoxification. Here's stuff for electromagnetic health. And then here's using light to get the rhythms going. And then it moved into, you know, some of these higher end things of, you know, here's using exosomes and stem cells and peptides for re uh, bringing you back to a younger age. But fortunately, they also went into mindset stuff and breathing because that whole what we brought up before, if you went up in a sympathetic state trying to do uh you know an anti-aging thing then you're screwing the whole thing up and so i do like that that edge has come along and i hope that that's drifting into interpersonal and you know i do like that gratitude is starting to come up into these worlds you know i'll just share an aside i've been doing really high-end tibetan buddhist stuff for for uh, 20 years and all kinds of other stuff. And this guy came by and he did like the most basic teachings, you know, on loving kindness and compassion. And it was the most earth shattering thing for me that I'd had in 30 years. You know, I was all up here, you know, and I'm not loving myself and I'm yeah. not grateful enough for, you know, to everyone around me and not just embracing the whole thing. And uh, so I, I, I do like that some of those elements are coming in, you know, Ben Friedman, Greenfield got tired of all the freaking, <laughs> all the hack, hack, hack things and starts talking about that now. Yeah, no. And I mean, it's, it's been interesting to watch his evolution. You know, it's, it's, and it makes sense. If you're recording, yeah. you know, even as a podcaster, we're recording episode after episode of how do you, yeah. how do you feel better? How do you get better? How do you fix it? How yeah. do you be broken? Eventually you want to say, Okay, wait a minute. So what are we doing in the spaces in between? Like, how, yeah, how are we how thinking are we about this? You know, yeah. and I'll share that the core of this teaching because it's freaking brilliant. That you need 100% responsibility of your internal emotional life, meaning how I choose to respond to what you just say to me. You know, in Buddhism, it's all emptiness and it's all just this whole play of things. So I really don't have to be upset when you call me whatever. That's my responsibility. Mm. So 100% responsibility for your intake and 100% responsibility for your projective life. What I say to you, am I coming at you with kindness? And like, oh my God, you know, we just hold on to that and you know, the same, how do we deal with our own self? How do, are we responsible for our own self-love? And are we setting a life where we're taking care of ourselves? Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, that's it. It is the ultimate foundation from which we can then take care yeah. of the body. Right. Yeah. It, it is. And, you know, cause we, I, we always talk about foundation, it's sleep, it's stress management, it's nutrition, it's this, that, and the other thing. But before that, you Your know, mindset. permission, <laughs> 
to love yourself, to take care yeah. of yourself. And I, and it's funny, you know, I see it more in an older generation and frankly, even in younger generation, but much more so in older generation where people don't see taking care of themselves as appropriate, right? It's too self-centered. Right. It's too selfish. It's right. It's, I'm not deserving. Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it doesn't play out much like a martyr. It just plays out very subtly and, and it gets in the way of them yeah. going that extra mile. So I'm, you know, anyway, we're getting way off track. I just think that's But but if we go back to all these regenerative strategies, which are admittedly exciting and admittedly moving the needle in many great ways for a lot of people. So, you know, the stem cells, the very small stem cells, even it started with PRP. Yep. Now we're starting to see things like gene editing, which is a little bit scary, but kind of, you know, presents some really interesting opportunities for healing diseases. But thinking about the how do we prepare the body to take that stuff on? Right. We, yep. we even in even with peptides. Right. People are like, OK, give me give me a peptide to fix this. Give me a peptide to fix that. And sometimes they get. Sometimes you, I find people, it's like you barely, they barely look at a peptide and boom, things start to happen. Like it's, And it's, other it's, people are like pounding it, nothing's happening. Exactly. And they can't, they're like, this stuff doesn't work. I'll bet you it's not real or whatever. Yep. And when we, when we peel back the layers a little bit, we go scratching under the surface. What we find is, is an environment, which is the body that is, that is so consumed with trying to deal with the garbage, if we can call you know, as an analogy. Toxicity, chronic infection. Yeah, they trying to deal with that. The body's like, you want me to do what? Yeah, no, I, we're busy over here. We're, we're tied up. So I'd like, you know, this is one of your many areas of genius. So I just thought- uh, This is, that. you know, my, my core one that I've known for is, you know, how do we, how do we clean the system? How do we detoxify? And that is both the toxins and the infections that come in with that. But uh, what they do is they keep you in this chronic, low inflammatory, uh, and, and like you said, hey, I'm busy taking care of this. I'm in a survival mode here. And it's also a mode, you know, these light, these inflammatory modes are modes that gain weight. They build things up. We're easily tripped into them. You know, you work at all, look at all the work on uric acid by uh, Rick Johnson and uh, uh, Perlmutter. Uh, we're easily tricked into this inflammatory state where we gain weight because we're really afraid of ice ages. I mean, it's just been, you know, a millennia of evolution under that. So we flip into those and the toxins really flip you over into that and hold you in that. And so you can't go into this positive proliferative state, not the negative proliferative state of cancer, but the positive proliferative state. And so we get a little tripped up on this toxin or that toxin. There's a soup of them out there. There's a soup of the environmental toxins coming at us. There's a soup of our own biological toxins, our own biological waste. If we're not going into autophagy in a, in a correct way, if we're not dealing with senescent cells, we're building up piles of shit within us, you know, piles of unfolded proteins and piles of broken cells and broken mitochondria and they're all sit there half working and creating this propagating inflammatory field around us and how do we flip over because when we flip over and open up the gates to take all of this stuff out we're taking away the veil the veil that's holding our brightness you know it's our nature to just shine like bright joyful beings and all that waste becomes a veil and then our mind space gets tripped up into it all these toxins they work by making you more sympathetic look at mercury glyphosate they're glutamate receptor agonists so they hyperstimulate your glutamate so you're always like in this jackety jack i'm anxiety i'm like i don't know what to do about this i'm hyper vigilant and yet you're sick and you're tired at the same time and you expect this little shot to come in and like wake the whole thing up and it's just not going to mm -hmm. 
And when we can flip all the things over and address really how detoxification works, really hit the right triggers and start offloading all this stuff like without fail, everything that was dogging you always improves. And I'd said toxicity and chronic infection, they really mix together on the inside. And people don't realize that we have these uh, biofilms in us. Uh, you know, Steve Fry from Fry Labs went and took out cardiovascular plaque at one of the St. Jude's hospitals with a cardio department. And sure enough, it was alive and there was all kinds of stuff in it. And we hold our unique biofilms. You know, I'm from the East Coast. I used to, I used to swim at Plum Island. Do you know where Plum Island is? No. Rhode Island, it's right next to Lyme, Connecticut, Plum oh Island. That's Lime where the military biologics facility is, you know. Amazing. <laughs> there, you know. Oh, and nice, you know. So my biofilm has limey elements. I'm a master at holding on to uh, CMV and Epstein-Barr and those virals. And I've got some of these funny, Steve hasn't even figured out what this sort of fungus is that lives in there. And when I'm going down that path of being overstressed and becoming toxic and not caring, taking care of myself, they grow and they start taking control. And when they start taking control, they really like to wind up the inflammatory paths, specific inflammagens that turn down your adrenals. Remember, your adrenals are making anti-inflammatory specific ones that really open up your blood-brain barrier, open up your GI barrier. So you've got a nice host of endotoxemia in with this inflammatory space. And there's nothing that blocks detox like inflammation. So toxins suppress immunity, flip you into a allergic reactivity. Your Th1 ability to kill things has gone down. Then the biofilm comes up and the biofilm throws down layers of inflammation, which bring the toxins back up. And so you dress them at the same time. And when you clear away that chatter... And you'll never get rid of the biofilm altogether. It's your companion for life, your dark side of your biology. But you bring that down and make it subservient to your light. You take the toxins and you make that whole thing subservient. And then light yourself up with the exosomes, with the peptides. So let's talk a little bit about the EBVs and those CMV, like the the the, the infectious agents, right? Because everybody has them. I recorded an episode with, she doesn't call herself a doctor. She's not a researcher, but whatever she is, she's reversing ALS in her patients by addressing in some, in many cases, either toxins and, or these viruses, Mm -hmm. the tick-borne viruses, the EBV, the herpetics, like she's talking about one. Yeah. EBV and CMV are, are, herpes five and and seven. The herpes family is the dominant one that colonizes us and and lives with us in this. And runs the show. Like people think, people are sitting there saying, well, they're dormant. I just had a client say to me, oh yeah, my doctor found a parasite, but he said, don't worry about it. It's sleeping. I'm like, it's not sleeping. Well, they can. And that is the thing with the herpes viruses. They sleep and then they come back up. But how do you know when they've come back up? And it was like I was did some work on myself once where over a year uh, my vitamin D was going down, 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 down. Despite taking nano D, you know it's in there. But you're measuring 25 hydroxide and you're taking D3. So the virus was blocking the conversion. Uh, a friend came over, uh, Lauren Bramley, a doctor friend of mine. She was like yeah. – looking at my labs and I'm like, yeah, I can only work like two, three hours a day. I'm pretty freaking beat. And she's like, Chris, do you have FC bar? And I'm like, and I, you know, I, I ran left at FC bar and CMV and, and there was, and it, they were active, you know, not AGM, but the IgGs are through the roof. And I figured out that cat's claw helps your body flip the switch. And in two weeks, my vitamin D went from tw- 19 or 29 to 78. Wow. Which, and so it's, you know, getting our immune system to come back on. So we do, we, we silence them, you know, we methylate their genes and quiet them down and then they stay in a little space. But that's, I said, the biofilm never goes away. So we have to learn these ways that we put it back in 
into uh, remission, essentially. And yeah. so that's, you know, I've been working on trying to really figure out the right herbals for that. We recently, we have a blend of cryptolepsis, which is the hottest herb on the Lyme front because it kills all forms of Lyme, the free swimming, the spore, and the biofilm. And cryptolepsis, cat's claw, and artemisinin. We've been using artemisinin here for a long time, but having this one blend, it's been, it's been really good. I can't wait for that to come out. But you look at like in that bioage reversal program where we were able to shift back epigenetic age, the first thing we did was this we call it push catch liver detox. It's sort of our quintessential detox. Some glutathione and the cat's claw. The cat's claw. So yeah. why wouldn't everybody take the artemisian though? Because if we, you know, I I don't know, put the number at ninety percent of the population. Yeah. Is, is what the I think every. I mean, everybody should take it. A lot of like you know, uh, push catch artemisian was like a big go to for Dale and I would recommend that to people. You know, we really like that one. That old artemisian and gel, that was a bigger liposome. That's more of a GI one, and yeah. it's more clearing biofilm in the GI. Uh, these, either the micromanager capsules or this new one coming out is more getting the whole systemic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cat's claw had been the, the real big viral systemic one for flipping your immune system back on to, oh my God, what am I doing? And then, then yeah. it does the right thing to get rid of them. But that's, that's why that month one was detox and chronic virals. And then the month two becomes more of this cardiometabolic thing, pulling you into ketosis, continuing detox, but a little bit more into autophagy and clearing out and burning up all your own waste. And then the last month just kept all this because when you're doing that, you're also hitting all these mitochondrial triggers, you mm-hmm. have MPK, you have sirtuin activation, we had NAD in there, and then we just kept that going for the last month. I mean, I got through the first month great. The second month I had to travel, and I looked at all my bottles, and I went, ah, so I have that's to- That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff to carry. <laughs> so, so- You're home now. Jump back yeah, on. I'm home. I know, we're back at it. I actually feel like I want to go back to step one again. It's just- <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'll send you this new cryptolepsis one. Do that. Yeah, I got to get my hands on. Maybe I'll get some in Florida when I see you. Yeah, I'll bring a bottle for you. So the bio reset program, you know, I mean, obviously we've been setting the stage for this, right? So it's this, it's this incredible program that is essentially walks you through those steps to kind of clean your house up, get your house in order. Then we, you know, kind of get the metabolism firing again. So as the machinery comes back online, things start to burn off that are supposed to burn off. Like your your body's in a state yeah. where things are working. Yeah, that, that first month is a little more environmental. And, yeah. and, you know, chronic infection, burn that, you know, get that pushed out. And then turning up that cardiometabolic aspect with all the autophagy generators, the AMPK activation, that's burning up that internal waste, the accumulations of what are called unfolded proteins. You know, when we're making proteins all day long and they're this vastly complicated structures and, 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 you know, it's got primary folding, secondary, tertiary, quaternary folding. It's like an origami thing. And then you screw it up and you just kind of throw it in a pile behind you. Soon you got a pile of all this, you know, protein dung. And would it be nice if you could just like burn that down into amino acids and rebuild some new ones and that's what you do with an autophagy taking mitochondria that are all damaged and they're making free radicals and they're now making atp we're going to burn those all up we're going to make new stuff and so when you get that cardiometabolic strength up you have that inner cleaning system that's going on yeah no i it's i mean it's it's just it's a very elegant system so but the question is how important is it to do the because there's three phases there's three yeah. months how important is it to do them back to back to back or can people, you know, do one, do one and- then do another later and then do another truth. Well, obviously we don't know. We took, just as a background, we took 40 people through this three-month program, and we did the true age diagnostics, epigenetic age testing before and after. The two main clocks we used, the Sinclair clock and the Dunedin pace or Dunedin poem rate of aging. And 
we significantly shifted the rate of aging. And one of the hardest things to do is actually shift the whole clock back. The population and, clock is tough to move. Yeah. And we moved that months? one back a, a year on average in three months. Now there was an Indian doctor who like hangs around here and he was way into it. And he's in his late seventies or early eighties. And he did it and, and lost eight months, eight, eight years in three months. Come on. So, okay. So what was he doing that everybody else wasn't, do you think? Well, there was a range of changes. Mm -hmm. And the guy who had the most change in the 40 person, it was a seven year change. So this guy was right at at that. And, you know, maybe it's not because we didn't have anybody do any dietary changes at all. This guy was probably doing intermittent fasting because I met him here, talked to him. I'm like, oh yeah, intermittent fast, you know, shift this around, keep the carbs low uh, and you know, and protein moderate, and and he, he may have done that. Maybe that was the difference. You know, some people didn't change. There's another guest who I interview who who's working very hard on reversing people's biological age, and one of the things he said to me in the first phase of his of his trial, and he he had like about a hundred people in there, and so he's showing me the graph, and oh, this person reversed their biological, age. and at that time it was um it was he they were looking at telomeres, the DNA methylation definitely. I'm impressed that it moved at all in three months because typically yeah. it's really tough to yeah. change. But yeah. even telomeres, there were a few people that didn't budge. And I'm like, yeah. what about those guys? And he said, you know what? I know every one of these people personally, and those people are going through horrible, horrible stress. And yeah. this is a little bit what you were talking about before, that those massive stressors hold you in a sympathetic state and the body can't heal. Like the body can't, you know, even though you're giving it all the inputs, you're yeah. giving it as yeah, much even, as you, you know, in our systems. I mean, I just love how it all ties together. So we're trying to detox by turning up enzymes in the liver and the cells and then coupling that to bile flow because you need bile as the exit of the liver with the toxins has to get down to the GI. And what blocks bile flow? But stress, being in sympathetic blocks bile flow. Being estrogen dominant, which winds up the glutamate receptors, blocks bile flow. So whenever you're stressed like that, you're inhibiting, you're deprioritizing all of these regenerative processes. It's super interesting. But, uh, you know, I think what will also be interesting with true diagnostic is as they, I think by the end of the year, they're hoping to be bringing on methylation clocks by organ. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how many studies have gone through there that haven't done jack, you know, stuff you thought that was going to be awesome. And I was like, well, that didn't do anything. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, look, I mean, it's, it's tough to move the needle. It's tough to, and, but I think to your point, how interesting would it be to have three cohorts? One cohort does the cleanup, then does the protocol. One cohort only does the protocol and the next cohort doesn't nothing, whatever, your control group. And I just think that would be such a fascinating thing to see because it, it just, you can even create an analogy of a house. Like you can send a contractor into a house of a pack rat. They're not going to be able to renovate anything. Like, you know, like they can't move. It's a good one. (laughs) The hoarders. Can't the renovate for the hoarders. The hoarders' house, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you see, people do become like that by bio, biochemical hoarders. I won't let go. I won't let go. I won't let go. I won't let go. And I was lecturing to uh, a, a cancer group group once. It was uh, Fran Drescher's group. The, the nanny. And yeah, I'm like, Fran Drescher, the nanny? Wait. <laughs> the nanny, yeah. And because she's a cancer survivor and she runs a whole uh, runs a whole group. And I was saying to them, you know, how do you expect to let go of cancer if you can't let go of something your husband said last week? You can't let go of what your mom said to you when you were 13. These Things are analogous. How we hold on to everything we refuse to process does work through your autonomics to hold all that stuff in place. And that's why, you know, all that early work from like Dietrich Klinkhart's group, the the ART group, where they were looking at emotions stored in organs and they would like inject, you know, DMPS into a into a, a, a nerve plexus around an organ and do emotional healing work on that. And all of a sudden, you know, they 
pee out like 500 tons of mercury. It was like, it was really profound how we could locate, we could be hoarders of toxins in different organs according to emotional states. Hey folks, just a quick interruption to thank our final sponsor for this episode. So now that many of you have added nitric oxide to your daily routine, because I've been talking about Berkeley Life for months and months and are supporting healthy circulation, it's time to introduce some key brain ingredients to you. Berkeley Life's exciting new product that complements their nitric oxide foundation supplement. Cognitive support is centered around naturally optimizing your cognitive health. This new supplement is designed to support key brain functions like processing speed, psychomotor speed, sustained attention, and even composite and verbal memory. The best part? It's a natural stimulant-free formula that has been thoroughly researched and backed by science. When you combine cognitive support with Berkeley Life's Nitric Oxide Foundation, you're in for an incredible cognitive boost. The two work together seamlessly to deliver essential ingredients like alpinina, galanga, sulforaphane, and lutein sufficiently to the brain, enhancing cognitive performance to its full potential without concern of caffeine crash or jitters. I just love this stuff. You can access Berkeley Life by going to berkeleylife.com and using practitioner code N-I-D-D-B-L to place your order today and to save. Let's get back to the episode. If you go to TCM, like traditional Chinese medicine, they will yeah. associate different organs with yep. different with different emotions. Yeah. Like as, as will Ayurveda. Grief. Exactly. Grief fear in the kidney, anger in the liver. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, it's funny, like I I remember when I went through a divorce many, many years ago. Yeah. I had a lung infection that took me down like, and I was the driver of the divorce. (laughs) And you had grief over the, but there's still processing of the loss of all of, all of the pieces. Right. Um, And you realize like these ancient modalities of healing, they are actually so much more plugged in because they do bring the spirit and the 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 human piece yeah. of healing into humans so that it's not so mechanistic, right? Yeah. I think the downfall of conventional medicine that hopefully is starting to come out to people is that it's so mechanistic. It's treating the body like a machine. Yeah. And then it misses vast things. And that's, well, you know, it was... Uh, the difference between functional and integrative medicine, this was like 10 years ago. This guy said to me, and he's like a big wig in both, but he would like, he trained with shamans, and he did homeopathy and stuff. He was pretty cool. And he said, what's the difference between functional and integrative medicine? I was like, what? He goes, integrative gets results. And what was the difference is <laughs> functional. Uh, integrative at the time was bringing in a lot of mind-body uh, connection and they would do all that X factor stuff in the energy medicine and functional eventually did too. They just, just going in and being hyper mechanistic about your more natural, you know, it's sort of natural allopathy uh, yeah. wasn't doing enough. It wasn't moving the needle enough. And now you see these things, uh, you know, start to be blended nicely. Yeah, no, that's, I I love that. So I think that it would probably be safe to say that, you know, anyone who's going through a healing journey of any kind would be well served even to just do the 30 days of, of detoxification of the bioage reset. Absolutely. Right. Even if you didn't do the rest of it, which, you know, there's or certainly the second phase would be I yeah. could make a huge argument for the second phase. Yeah. But even the first and or one of the analogous ones to it, we just made advanced push catch 30 day thing everybody will benefit from that. And one of the nice things about the way this system works, this push catch idea, you're taking your liquid liposomes and like in the basic push catch liver detox in that liquid, there's programs. So there's, uh, there's nutraceuticals that upregulate the cell's ability to throw the toxin into circulation, upregulates the, liver's ability to take the toxins in, soothes the immune, uh, the mast cells at the same time so that they don't wind up around that, and then couples that to upregulating bioflow to dump all that down into your GI. Mm -hmm. So you take that 
probably take some glutathione, some cat's claw, whatever you're taking, all the liquids, do all that at once. 30 minutes later, you take this mixture of binders, charcoal, zeolites, IMD, our metal binder, kydazan, a couple other things for the GI, push, catch. You have a half hour in between those two. Yeah. Push, sauna, catch, push, yoga, catch, push, walk, catch, push, massage, catch, push, foot bath, catch, mindfulness, breathing, something. Me, I, I got this sauna at home. I just live in the damn thing and it's push sauna catch. It's so profound. You come out different in one little cycle. Wow. Each one of these is a complete cycle and you don't have to be like all oh, shitty during the day and I'm brain fogged and everybody thinks they got to be by the bathroom. No, you have discrete little cycles of dumping things. If you integrate something from your lifestyle into that moment, you get that much more out of the whole thing. That makes so much sense. And, you know, I think that, I think it brings something up that's really interesting, particularly in context of the conversation, the more esoteric part of the conversation we're having in that I think I took it on as a job. I have to take these things. Then I got to wait a half an hour. Then I got to take that thing. Then I got to do this. And I think mindful self-love. Well, and, and not only that, but build in, the, that half hour is not running around doing work or sitting at my computer, setting a timer so I remember to take my charcoal, but it's more about how am I going to weave this around my self-care routine so that I'm either rebounding or walking or saunaing in between the two phases, totally. which would make all the difference in the world. On physical levels, but on that mind body, you've connected the whole thing. You're allowing the whole thing. You're not confusing the body into thinking that it's got to do two different things. You just let the whole thing flow. And I'll tell you, it really, really makes a difference. Yeah. So, and then, and then in terms of people who know that they're dealing with, I mean, I mean, I guess the ideal is to do the whole 30 day program, but in, in given the fact that we've just made this big comment that, you know what, well, everybody's dealing with EBV or some of these things, is there a place for, for inviting the audience to say, look, if you do nothing else, get yourself some cat's claw and artemisia and do a couple of rounds of this periodically. And I mean, I don't know, it's hard to say because without the liver push catch. Yeah, I do. I do them all together. Though, like if I'm traveling and I can't do the push catch, I'll bring the, I'll bring the artemisia in. And here's the thing, that binder is in capsules now and you should never be on the road without it. And in fact, on your bedside table, you should have a little dish of those. I call them the jelly bellies because that was Ronald Reagan's thing is for jelly beans. And they were made in Bethlehem where I came from. So the black jelly bellies on there and this, I've been waiting to tell you this one because you're a fan of the Russian Institute of Gerontology, right? I am. Right. What self-loving peptidist wouldn't be? (laughs) I found this paper from like, it was like typewritten from the 70s, maybe early 80s. And they did it at the Russian Institute of Gerontology and they took one group of mice and another group of mice. They actually aged them for a while, about what would be like 40 or 50 for a mouse. They started giving them charcoal. And 10 days a month, they would jam tons of charcoal through them. And the other ones, no charcoal. The ones who had the charcoal live 40% longer on a mean level and 30% longer on the maximal level. Come on. Just no like charcoal. And they you know, looked at their biochemistry and everything, and they talk about it being a third organ of detoxification and the way it changed the metabolism and the way it changed lysosomal structure. So what are lysosomes? That's our process of autophagy. Yeah. So this whole movement toward more detoxification and triggering not just we're taking the glyphosate out, we're taking the old cells out. It mm. was a senolytic. Wow. And so you're saying just pop a couple at night before bed? Totally. Hmm. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy my jelly bellies. It's yeah. better. It beats the sachet. I mean, look, I did the sachet, but I got to tell you. <sighs> 
There's an instant, you mix up the black water, it's instantaneous. Like it takes, you know, a couple more minutes with the capsules, but like I live on those capsules. It's just so. Oh yeah, no, I once, so immediate. I, once I put the, 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 uh, I put the charcoal in a shaker bottle with the water and yeah. you, when you forget to close the lid properly and I did the big shake. And poof. And there was like a little bit of bicarbonate in the clay and a little acid yeah, in the yeah, in yeah. the uh, charcoal, and it would make some. It would carbonate a little bit, and poof. And like oh, in yeah. my office here, there's this splatter <laughs> mark over the ceiling where I did. I put a ton in this little thing, and it went. Yeah, yeah. So respect the charcoal people, but that is incredible. It's not. It is, it, and I'm telling you that that Institute of Gerontology. If you if you poke around online long enough, it is it's there's nothing they haven't done. There's they're the masters of this space. And I had this paper, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, some hacks from Kerplakistan probably did this. <laughs> it's too good. And I'm like, Russian Institute of Gerontology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's um, that's fantastic. So, so yes. So clean the crap. Now let's talk about, so you talked about sauna, um, I mean, dry brushing, rebounding, walking, yoga, breathing, all the things. What about, is there value in people while they're doing their 30 day to fast? Or should they save that for the next phase two where we're pushing those levers? You know, I, I laid up this theory that we're only pushing that lever in in phase two. So phase one uses liver sauce binder and glutathione. Phase two uses AMPK char- charged glutathione and binder. AMPK charge and liver sauce have four overlapping ingredients. They both have NRF2 activity, which is your inner de- the environmental detox, and they both have AMPK activity, which is the metabolic detox. It's just that it's like you know a 65-35 detox to AMPK in the first one and maybe reversed in the second one. So fasting because here's the deal. NRF2, we want that to go and upregulate all the cellular detox. It thrives on AMPK being active. So when AMPK has high activity, NRF2 has no problem jumping over the bar into full activity. So when do you get AMPK activity? You get it when you're fasting, uh, whether that's intermittent fasting or full-on water fasting. You get, you get it when you're carb-restricting, when you're on a keto diet. So the more you can shift into at least doing intermittent fasting, you know, I'm sure you've talked you know, women, you know, a little bit harder, especially generative years to do as much inter- uh, intermittent fasting. But the more you can do that, the lower you can keep your carbs while you're going through this, the more, uh, the more detox and cardiometabolic de- uh, clean you're going to get. Okay. So then the answer is yes. If you, I mean, you don't have to, but if it's, yeah. if it's within your ability to do that, and even, you know, the even moving the fasting window can be interesting, right? Yes. Because for women, I often will talk to women and say, look, fasting first thing in the morning, probably not the best for our hormone yes. balance. It, this works really well if you're single. <laughs> and if yeah. you can engineer it that two or three nights a week, you skip dinner. Yeah. And you do that fasting window yeah. at the end of the day. And, and maybe you're, you're, you're doing baby fast stuff in the beginning and because what you, I mean, you're trying to build a cardiometabolic flexibility. And so you can jump between fats and uh, fats and carbs. So you can burn your own stuff. And AMPK charge really does that. We used to call it keto before six. Like you could be keto all day before 6 p.m. And then eat carbs at night. You could be keto and then again the next day. So, uh, it will help you flip into a really deep fast. And in fact, if you're like hungry and craving stuff, you take MPK charge, it goes away. So yeah. you're most set up to be able to do a several day fast or much deeper intermittent fasting when you're taking uh, the AMPK charge. So maybe you're working up to it in the first month and then you hit something more profound in the second month. Yeah, no, I love that. Okay, cool. So we're going to wind down. I mean, we could, we could keep going for a long time, but what, what do we, actually, before we wind down, why don't we talk about phase three? So let's say people have done, they've done the detoxification, then they ramped up the metabolic machinery and cleaned out at a deeper level, cleaned out the trash. And now you're kind of left with this beautiful, shiny space ready to rock. Yeah. We bring in phase three. And this is where I would imagine the needle really got moved in your 40 people study. 
This is where, because, and that's maybe why it moves so damn fast because you, you created the environment yeah. that allowed for movement. But yeah. let's talk about phase yeah, three. And then phase three, we just took out some of the detox stuff. We're like, let's just keep the, keep the mitochondria sailing here and have MPK charge, which is an MPK and sirtuin activator. And we'll have the NAD, all sirtuin activation needs NAD plus the sirtuin activating compounds and kept the membranes being fluid with the membrane men. And we just put a uh, ultravitamin on top of that. So you have some food for everything. Uh, that's really your long term stack is, is doing, you're going to have some AMPK, sirtuin activation, some NAD building, and then your, your, you know, your basic vitamins and uh, something like some membrane health. And, and that, that was just like, well, let's just keep this program going for another month and then we'll look at it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's some evidence we kept some people going for another six months and didn't see a lot more change. Oh, interesting. interesting. So it was like without going in deeper into more uh, lifestyle changes or getting up into peptides, clearing out did a whole lot, but mm-hmm. then it doesn't keep going forever. Right. Uh, uh, now, we also didn't have them doing binders and stuff. It was pretty much just NAD, AMPK, and some adaptogens. Uh, and there was some evidence that there was some telomere change, but there wasn't, you know, a big change in that epigenetic age. So, which also tells you then that that, like, really focused detox might have been the most powerful thing. That's the big hitter. Well, you know, what would be interesting is to keep your six months, people going for oh. the six months, having those jelly bellies by the bed. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just you know. that, right? Yeah. And and maybe it depends also on, on, on an individual's load. Yeah. If we don't go farther on that, we're not going to go any farther. Yeah, need to keep that going. So for the average person then, what would you like? And maybe it's age dependent. I know that I, I, I coach my older clients to do things more often during a year than my younger clients when it comes to like more aggressive detox and yeah. stuff. What, what's your, what's your rough take on how often someone might want to consider the bio re, re, age reset program? Is it like a once a year thing? Is it an every six months are there certain signs and symptoms people should be looking at that says, ah, you know what, maybe I need to do it more well, often? What I like, I mean, it depends. You know, there's people who like to do focus campaigns and yeah. then there's people who like to just bring things into the rotation, right? Yeah. And so you've done the focused campaign. What are you going to do after that is the question, really. Yeah. And for me, it's just like the jelly bellies. I keep push catch and, and liver and membrane just around. And I do that on the weekends or when I come back from a show, I do a couple of cycles of that. I keep that going. I throw the charcoal in a couple nights a week. I like people to do that. Now, if it's a quarterly thing, maybe you, you do just uh, the phase one or maybe you just do, uh, you know, a, a, a two week thing. You can play with it. There's there's yeah. so many different ways to do it. But a lot of these like cardiometabolic things like the MPK charge and the NAD, those are really constancies. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least uh, certainly that NAD and then the AMPK brought in around. One of my friends, one of my lawyer friends, uh, Jonathan, he's uh, my patent lawyer and he's been a good friend for a long time. He has this protocol. He does every it's this is his constancy and certain things are every day uh certain things are four times a week certain things are three times a week and so he's doing the the nad all the time ultravitamin like four days a week ampk charge three days a week longevity a week uh longevity elite three days a week and maybe one or two other things in there Uh, he's just like sailing along really well yeah, no, that's really interesting. And so how often should people take the charcoal? Is there any, I mean, I guess we just said, like, it seems like you could do it daily, but but to some people, they might find that the binder is a bit too binding. Do you have? Uh, yeah, and that? so, you know, <laughs> I am the experiment in how much can you take. And yeah, I'm sure you I have taken a lot. And, uh, and I'll go through these things. Like if I really like blow it out, traveling and party and stuff, I'll do uh, push sauna catch, push sauna catch, push sauna catch in a, in a, just a cycle where I'll, I'll run like three in a row. And it's Pushing just like, 
yeah, in a single day. <laughs> and it's like, whoosh, oh, look, it's all clean. <laughs> so, oh, my God, there's all these things you can do. So when does binder become a problem? Everybody thinks it's going to demineralize them, devitaminize them. That's only if you're taking it with all of your other supplements all the time. Uh, but it does uh, tend to be constipating, and then you just need magnesium or ascorbic acid with that. Magnesium is your sort of go-to because it does so many good things for you. There's uh, these things called Oxymag. They're mm-hmm. magnesium, magnesium uh, oxide. oxide capsules, and those are the least amount of brain magnesium and the most amount of laxative magnesium. Those tend to be the best to take along with binders. Like one of those in your binders, you're good to go. For those people who tend more towards being bound up, for people who tend more towards diarrhea, ultra binder is great at healing that. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna slow things right down. Yeah, I once had a client, and this was like at the very beginning of when I was practicing as a nutritionist, and I handed her a jar of the magnesium oxide, and I said, you know, just take this before bed. And I think I told her to take a teaspoon. And I think maybe she might have misheard me and calls me the next day and said, So, you know, I took a tablespoon, like you said, and I'm like, you did not. You're ready for your proctology exam now. Put the scope up there. It's nice and clean. Oh, man. there's She could have had a colonoscopy that day. That's it. It would have been just a beautiful thing. She was like, I'm fully clean now. I'm like, oh, I'll bet. And let's just not do that again, shall we? And that's really, you know, when you're detoxing, if you have any bit of constipation, it's going to screw the whole thing up. So you really need to move that. And I will just throw... Bitters are also a daily thing. Like everybody who works at this company almost has bottles of bitters at home, either the Bitter X or the Bitter 9. Anytime uh, digestion's not strong, take it. Anytime you're nauseous, take it. Anytime your skin itches, you're like, why is my skin itching? You know what that is? Hmm. It's bile salts under the skin. When the gallbladder is not letting go- down, the, the bile goes back into circulation. And long before you turn jaundice, it sticks under the skin and it itches. And then if you're doing these detox, you do push catch, you take your binder, you get a little nauseous, it's a little bit of bitters, just lets that down. So bitters are this wonderful thing. You can uh, put them in your sparkling water. You can put them in your cocktails. You can take them with your food. This is always keeping that flow open and moving. A lot of these things really can be used long-term. I tend to use that as my long-term liver thing Mm. and use the liver sauce one I'm doing concerted push catches. I use a lot of the kidney care that's got a lot of tonifying herbs and regenerative herbs where a lot of diuretics can't be used long term. Uh, This one really can. So these are things you should not be afraid of just working into the mix. You know, your charcoal capsules, that kidney support, the bitters uh, or liver sauce. And, you know, you'll just keep everything moving. Yeah. Well, and it is about movement, right? And the bitters, I remember learning about those in school too. It's like a few pumps, you know, either in water or straight into your mouth before yeah. a meal yeah. gets things going and very often gets rid of the need even for digestive enzymes because it gets your own juices going. I remember my yeah. Ayurveda teacher saying, you know, you have a bolus, you know, this bolus yeah. of ginger. Food. You have ginger before a meal oh, or oh, ginger. with the bitters yeah. Like bitter greens with olive yep. oil and salt and pepper kind of thing. Yeah, awesome and then you're not you're not an addict to the to the uh to the digestive enzymes. In fact, I never find digestive enzymes do anything for me, but I'm a bitters junkie. So that's because you're pounding the bitters. Yeah. So you don't need the enzymes. Yeah. Okay. Well, what would we like to leave our people with? What are three things that everybody should be doing, quite apart from all this stuff? Um, well, you know, we're, we're, we're on a podcast where you talk a lot about these higher order things, biregulatory peptides, the other peptides, stem cells, exosomes, clean up before you do them, you will get so much more out of it. Look at toxins, look at chronic infection, clear those away before you do the higher order things. Remember, you're always getting retoxified, you're always regrowing your biofilms so you always have to revisit this so that's clearing the slate and the higher order stuff is turning up higher things but the the mental state the state of gratitude self-love putting 
these things together. So you're not just, oh, I got to throw these things in. But no, I have to do this process here. Maybe that's my meditation. It's my yoga. It's my Tai Chi. It's my time alone. Respect that process and you'll get so much, so much more out of it. Because in a stress state, which is a hypervigilant state, it don't work. Yeah, no, I love that. And actually, I want to redo phase one with a different a different strategy yeah. in between that, the thermals and the charcoal. I, I, you know, as you're saying it, I'm like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about truth. It's always like, duh. Like, no kidding, you know? <laughs> All right, Chris Shade, where can people find you? We will have folks, I mean, if I, it'll have been in the intro if you listen to the intro, but in the show notes, we'll have a discount code for you guys if yeah. you decide you want to do any shopping on the Quicksilver site, but where do people find you? Quicksilverscientific.com. Come sign up for an account. Like if you want to use our CBD products, they're not even on there until you log in with a consumer account or a doctor account. If you're a practitioner, you get account, all of a sudden this whole world opens up mm-hmm. of all of this education inside of, you know, 30, 40 webinars, really detailed technical information. Uh, There's just a ton inside there. So either way, come in, get on the newsletters, get the education that's in in there. You'll find if you're a consumer, there's a lot of YouTube videos where I'm talking about theory of detoxification. Then Instagram, Dr. Christopher Shade, and uh, Quicksilver Scientific on Instagram and uh, Facebook as well. And I guess we're on TikTok too. You are? You see, my expertise is falling apart as we moved into it. You're you're doing great. Dr. (laughs) Shane, this has been such a pleasure. I'm so glad we finally got this done. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you, Natalie. It's a pleasure speaking to somebody who likes the good speech. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly or if you'd like to leave any comments or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application, just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.